What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Chicken Bone Alley, brought to you by SRI Performance, Stock Car Steel and Aluminum, Draco Springs, RK Motorsports Consulting, and Earl Ramey Racing Engines. What's up, guys? I'm David. I'm Sterling. What's up, y'all? Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. It was Bristol, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> that was amazing. How about it? And the cool thing was, for everybody that didn't know, kind of a last-minute thing for us, uh, Wednesday, um, we talked with our buddies kind of up there, um, Mr. Randy Keene, and um, <clears throat> told us, you know, kind of worked out for us to come on up there. Um, so, worked out we could get off work and head up there. So, we left we left Wednesday, kind of a last-minute thing, and took off so uh glad we was able to go man that, that was uh, hopefully they continue to do that but that was that was couldn't get much better well it was uh i was just sitting in the house i i wouldn't i'd already kind of got my head i had thought about going and i wasn't going and some things had kind of where i was gonna stay kind of fell through but yeah it, it was just like well it ain't working out i ain't gonna worry about it i'll watch it i had already ordered it on um uh race xr and so I was like, well, I'll just watch it here at the house and see what's going on. About the time Sterling calls me, and uh, he's like, man, we finishing up some stuff at the, at work. I think I think we can, we can get out of here and we can go to Bristol. I'm like, well, well let's go. <laughs> yeah, it was perfect, man. It worked out good. Um, yes, yeah, so we get up there, and Thursday uh, we get to the racetrack, and it's raining. Well, hold <laughs> on one minute. Go back real fast. Wednesday night, because we left late, uh, Wednesday night we were on the way up there, and it started raining, and then it got so foggy, <laughs> man, we couldn't see the end, of the, hood, the end of the hood of the truck. Yeah, we was going through the mountains there in North Carolina, and it got, I mean, it was terrible. I mean, literally terrible. You couldn't see anything, so. <laughs> we run about 25 down the interstate. We I don't understand. And there's one dude in front of us. He never slowed down. I don't know how. He might have <laughs> fell off the side of the mountain. I don't know. But I, we come across the we, we we come over the hill there and turn to the right, and he was gone completely. <laughs> I don't know where he went. <laughs> I don't know where he is. <laughs> I'm sorry if he fell off. We couldn't see. You. I don't know. I hope he made it. I hope. But yeah, like Sterling said, got up Thursday morning. And it was a. Uh, it was still raining. And um, I guess the track wasn't liking that much water. Yeah, it was supposed to clear up, and it did. It cleared up in the afternoon a little bit, and it, it started back. But uh, there at one point during the middle of the day, it was pretty nice, and we, we was all thinking, man, let's, let's let's get this thing worked in and so we can get some cars out there. But it was too much. It was. It was. It really was. It was a lot of rain. But um, it, it worked out good, though. We were able to hang out with some buddies and old Earl Ramey and uh, Derek McGrew and, and Derek McGrew Jr. and um, – Man, a pile of them is over there. <laughs> there were so many people over there. I don't know. Jeremy Steele was over there. Um, we was all hanging out. They broke out the cornhole boards and the uh, the new game. I don't even know what it's called. Uh, I guess you... Earl was calling it cornhole poker, so I don't cornhole know. Cornhole poker. We'll go with that. It's a pretty cool game, though. It's, uh, basically, I don't know if y'all seen it. If you if you haven't, because we hadn't seen it up to this point, it's, you use the cornhole bags, but you need five of them per side. And... Then it was, it had these slots in it. The board stood kind of more upright, and it had slots in it, ace, king, queen, jack, and ten. And you tried to make a hand out of poker, and it had one board sitting up 
kind of up top of two by four sitting out there. And if you made it on that, it was a wild card. So uh, they made a day out of it there. From what I understand, we left because we were tired from riding half the night, night four and stuff, and getting checked in the hotel. So we went back to the hotel. But from what I understand, they kept on playing and eventually started playing for some money over there. Yeah, it, it started back raining. They took it in the big old tent down, <laughs> down here in Bristol and played for some money. So uh, yeah, they had a good old time. But uh, it was good. It was good to hang out with them and um, get to meet some people and and uh, build some relationships, man. For sure. Well, Saturday. Well, that, yeah, no, Friday. That Friday. Oh, I'm so I'm so mixed up on my days. Um, Friday, we got up. Weather was nice. Looked good. Looked a little cloudy, but it looked good. Um, so we start making our way, getting a few things and making our way to the track for some racing that day. Um, and man, we got some good, good, good racing to talk about. But, 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 but before we get into that, we got a phone call we need to take. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a uh, real special treat on the phone this week. Uh, first of all, want to introduce the man that is the proud new owner of Wings Etc. in Gaffney, South Carolina, Mr. Mackie Flood. Mackie, what's going on with you today, man? Hey, man, just uh, sitting in Indianapolis, Indiana, up here at corporate training and uh, watching them do construction out my window downtown here. Well, that's got to be awful fun. <laughs> oh, man. I hate city living. Oh, I, I could I could definitely understand that. Well, also, another big reason why we got you on here today. Um, another huge treat for us. Man, it's going to be driving the wings at Center Ride this weekend at Cherokee. Mr. Scott Bloomquist. Scott, what is going on, man? We are so thankful and grateful to have you on the line with us today. No, just having uh, just a day of getting getting things prepared and, and working towards the weekend. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to coming over there this weekend. You know, I've heard the purse they've got it up pretty high, and uh, you know, I guess tell everybody somebody's going to leave there with forty grand, and that just shouldn't be me. So let's let's get it together. You know, that's right, that's right, that's what I'm talking about. Well, going back to Mackie real quick here, Mackie, you uh, tell us about your new uh, new venture there with Wings Etc. Well, uh, my wife and I, Heidi, uh, we looked into this, uh, I guess, career move about a year ago, right before COVID hit. And the, the restaurant was up for sale and, you know, not knowing what tomorrow was going to bring with uh, a, a, an unknown, you know, disease that was getting ready to, to take over the world. Um, we decided not to purchase the restaurant. Well, it's been sitting vacant since last April. And, um, you know, that corporate called and we were already franchise approved and uh they made us the deal that we couldn't refuse and about a month ago they was when they contacted and and here we are now going through the corporate training and uh, we start next week and uh or i'm sorry we we opened up the second week in may and and everything's happened so fast it's kind of mind-boggling but uh we look forward to it we look forward to uh serving the people there in, in, in Gaffney and opening it back up and, and uh, making it a great place to, to enjoy and bring the family to eat and watch racing and watch sports. That's right, man. That's that's what that's what this world needs, just fun places to go, good good places to hang out. Yep, get some good wings. That's important. It's hard to find good wings anymore anyway. Uh, we got the best in the country. Sweet. That's right. There you go. Yeah. 
Well, cool. Well, and, and not only that, not only that, you know, uh, hanging out with Scott, he makes a mean chicken sandwich. So you never know when you come in on the menu, you might have a, a Bloomquist chicken sandwich. There we go. <laughs> that's that's what we need right now. Well, cool. Well, you'll, Scott. Have to go to tra- you'll have to go to training on that one, Mac. Mac, you're going to have to uh, get a good recipe on that one. That's all I have to tell you. Oh, well, hey, he, he puts the touch on it. So it's going to be hard to duplicate it. <laughs> well cool deal well scott we know you got this uh march madness deal going on you've had obviously along with drydeen on the car you've had go lithium um you've had uh hot rod septic and now gonna have wings etc tell us a little bit about that deal well you know we we had uh our deal with the drydeen last year for for majority of the races all season and and then this year, Cody Summer, he's he's partner of mine, and he's worked on a lot of other things that uh, for the races that they didn't really require, or you know, they really were more focused on the, the World of Outlaws series, and so that left a number of races open for us to to market and uh, possibly work with some other people. It's it's turned out to be a really good thing for us and for for the people. I know uh, the Hot Rod Septic. You know they they got involved with us. Uh, they were on our car at Bristol, and uh, they they said that it's been the phone's been ringing off the wall today. So, you know it's it, it's it's exciting, and I think that that we really can can get involved in marketing a lot of people. You know, just we'll we, we work it base based it on the race by race deal, and uh, you know it's nice to have a, have exciting people. You know, like Maggie. I mean, he's he's going to be just the electricity and new people around you at different racetracks makes it a lot of fun. It sure does, man. It really does. Um, I got a question for you though. Who um is, is it you that comes up with these designs on these cars? Because I'm gonna tell you what, every one of these designs that I've seen with the with the obviously with Drydeen, with Go Lithium, with Hot Rod Septic, and now Wings, etc. Man, those are some awesome designs on those cars. It it just it it pops and looks awesome. You know, I think you could uh, you could probably put you know shit brown on the side of that zero and the zero design just like I said we come up with a long time ago. Yes, I think sir. it just it just pops and uh, and it and it really is fun because you can do so many different things with the number and just like we did with uh, the SB and it this last weekend. Um, it's it's endless what what we can do with it, uh, but it it's it's actually what I enjoy probably as much as racing is is art. Uh, I've designed and come up with a lot of logos, uh, even the first thirty dozen logo I designed, and uh, that's that's probably one of one of the things that most people may not know about me is I I love art and I love drawing and i uh and i really do enjoy different looks from these cars it, it's it's fun it's exciting uh, uh it's challenging and you know i think the i think the fans obviously this weekend at, at bristol it, uh, they sold out everything that had hot rod shipping on it so it was wow. it was uh, exciting for us too absolutely well cool I, I, that's that's awesome and it, it did look good and everything i seen looked good on it and all these cars look good, man. And um, but going back to Bristol, there, man, you had a pretty good weekend. Give us a little rundown of how the car felt and uh, what you thought about the track and and the whole weekend in general. Uh, and you know, really, uh, <clears throat> all in all, I think we had a had a successful weekend. And you know, it felt like we had a shot at winning the race on Saturday. 
you know, Ferguson was really good, you know, Friday. I don't think anybody was going to touch him, but, but, you know, Saturday we, we picked it up a little bit and, uh, um, you know, just need to, need to work a little bit on the engine uh, camshaft combination and things that, that before we go back next time, but, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to going back there when we go back for the outlaw race. But yeah, now Bristol was, it was, it's always exciting. Anytime you go that fast, uh, you, you, you're holding on and you're, you know, guys have to respect every, the other drivers. It's, it's pretty intense. Uh, you know, what's really bizarre is like, like I was in the third heat race and I know there's two heat races before me and you think how big this place is, you got some time, but you're running 15, 16 seconds at the, you know, the slowest is 16 seconds. And and all of a sudden, it's time to go, you know, because, I mean, eight-lap heat races, 15 seconds a lap, boom, you know. So it's, you normally at a track that's that big, you know, you're in the 19, 20-plus-second racetrack. But that place is just done real fast. And uh, I've always told people that I've never been at a track that you go too fast. I love going fast. I, I kind of cut my teeth on a 5 8 mile track in uh, Chula Vista, California. And... Uh, it really always have enjoyed the big racetrack, so I look forward to going back. That's awesome, and uh, like I said, that car looked great out there. Well, that's that's cool. Well, going back just a little bit, um, Mackie, how did you how did you and Scott's friendship start? Cause I know y'all y'all buddies, and uh, give us a little rundown on that. Well, you know, it started out he and I just conversation. You know, uh, where I I was working for a friend of mine, and and we built you know some parts and steel parts and. And it kind of started there and then, you know, just seeing each other out in public every now and then at a racetrack and, and it kind of evolved from there. And, you know, just then I started going down, my wife and I would go down during COVID and hang out with Scott. We'd fish because um, there was nothing else to do. You couldn't go anywhere. Everything was closed. So then we even got closer during COVID because, like I said, Heidi and I would go down and, and help on the race cars and, you know, we weren't racing. So we were able to do a lot of sitting around and, and playing cornhole and fishing at night and fishing in the day. And, you know, believe it or not, over that time, we became, all of us became great friends over that time because we spent so much time together, there was nothing else to do. So, and that's why I was, you know, earlier before we started, you know, I was telling you, you know, a lot of the fun times have been sitting there just listening to him tell stories or you ask about it, design work. He would say, Mackie, you know, you know, I did this, and I came up with this, and, and but there's a reason behind everything Scott Bloomquist tells you. If he tells you that, that the street is flat because of this reasoning, he, he there's a reason why it's that way. He's got, a, he's got a reason behind it. Or what I like is he's got a young kid there now working with him, Charlie Crisp. He is one of the best kids around. And Scott takes the time with him, shows him, this is why the race card does this. This is why I'm telling you to do this. He's also a teacher, and a lot of people don't, don't know that about Scott, um, that he cares about teaching somebody. He will bend over backwards to help somebody understand, you know, why things work, how it works. And, and he'll sit there with you for hours, and, and you'll understand it when you're done. You know, as I told you all before, he'll tell a story, and at the end, you're going to realize why didn't the hell did that I think about that because he's the right. That's right. But, you know, that's our friendship in a nutshell. You know, it's just like my wife's name is Heidi. He calls her Linda. 
<laughs> we'll go places. Yeah, no, you don't have to go there now. Yeah, we'll go places. <laughs> but we'll go places. He'll say, "Hey, Linda." Everybody looks looks like they're drunk. Like, what in the world is he talking about? Yeah, her name's Heidi. So it's just funny because it's our inside little joke thing, and everybody looks around like, "Who the hell is Linda?" <laughs> that's great. Oh, that's I mean, it's just it's, it's fun stuff like that 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 nobody ever sees the side of of Scott that just makes them special. So I'm I'm proud to call him a friend. That's awesome, man. And uh, I I can I can vouch even for the the teaching part that you were just talking about. Just like uh, with the young man who uh, won a raffle on the car, Brody Littleton. We we've, we've been fortunate enough to have him on the show, and um, we've talked to him quite a few, quite a few times. And uh, he tells us tells me all the time about how much. Scott tells him and, you know, just teaching him along the way. So that's that's really cool. And uh you think uh you think he's gonna come up to be a good driver, Scott? I mean, I, I really believe he's got as good a chance as uh probably a better chance than anyone's ever had with you know the car that he's got now and the help I'll give him and uh and, and again what you both you know are saying about I, I do enjoy helping people that appreciate it. Uh sometimes later you learn that they didn't appreciate it as much as you thought, but you still keep on uh i'm trying to get with it but um you know there, there's so many things that have to do with racing that are common sense stuff and and people that don't really know when you get done really showing it explaining it to them they actually might feel a little bit dumb that they didn't know because i makes it makes so much sense that it's hard to imagine you didn't know it already and so Sometimes you don't get appreciated too much uh, because they think they thought of it themselves after you get done because there's no way they couldn't have known it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That makes sense now. (laughs) It does. Perfect sense. But I'm going to tell you this, though. He's going to tell you once. If you don't remember it, oh, you'll know about it. You better write it down. Yeah, Yeah, that's what I tell people. That's what I say to people. Anytime I get into explaining something, I said, all right, you either – Need to have a short pencil or a, a damn good memory because don't ask me again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That was pretty clean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Uh, none of us have time to explain the same thing, you know, multiple times, I don't think. <laughs> no, not, not, not at a racetrack Unless anymore. You have children, and you, I guess with kids, you get used to that. But, I mean, overall, you know, if you're, if you're old enough to – to race a car for a living you need to know how to listen <laughs> yeah that's it exactly yeah. well speaking of speaking of children scott uh i know you've talked about even before your daughter ariel want want to be a lady driver uh is that still something she wants to do well i hear about it more than i want to <laughs> uh, <laughs> i told her i've told her a number of times i'm like honey you really don't want a life sentence <laughs> yeah and she look at me funny, and I say, you just don't realize, you know, this is it's way more work. And I said, I tell her, until you come to the shop and learn how to do everything in the shop, we're not even going to talk about you racing a car. Uh, you need to, and that's something I've always preached to, to drivers that have come along and that we've helped over the years is you, you need to educate yourself on every aspect of the sport. You need to be able to do all the tire work. You need to be able to know how to do you shouldn't end up having to hire someone that can do something you can't because that means 
that person leaves you, you're in, in trouble. You know, you you uh, you need to be able to fill in the gaps, uh, just like you know, Mackie's up there learning how to how to cook everything on the menu. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. part of it. You know, and it's like if you can't cook everything on the menu, you don't need to open the store. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that, that's that's perfect. That that is a perfect example right there. And uh, I I try to tell my kids the same thing. So that's that's awesome to hear. All right. Well, moving on to like we talked about earlier, the race this weekend thirty five. Well, thirty five to win thirty five thousand to win on Saturday night at Cherokee Speedway. Scott, what you think about it? I think it's great. I mean, it's it's something that. I think you know it's like this weekend at Bristol. Uh, they, the purse and what it paid, and and the other races that they're going to have uh, that that tie into the to that race. You know they're having a, a two more this year, and he's planning on putting on a few more with it next year. He's going to do at the at the NASCAR track. Uh, they've got a dirt track there in Texas, and his next race will be in Texas, uh, Texas Motor Speedway. And it'll be 10 to win Friday, 50 to win Saturday, like it was at Bristol. And then after that one is going to be Vegas in November, and it's going to be the same thing, 10 and 50. But the exciting part is if you were at the first two, he's calling the last one his double down race, which means if you were at the first two, wherever you finish pays double. So now the 50 to win becomes 100 to win. And so, it you know, that's exciting. And I I think – with the outlaws coming in next month and you know, their purse is, is up now. I think, I don't know if, if he had anything to do with that, but uh, with anytime there gets to be more competition and really it's getting to be that way in our sport, you know, they get, there's a lot of people wanting to have races and there's not enough weekends or enough race cars to really go around. So, uh, you know, they're having to up the money, and that's good for everybody. You know, I wish it was – not that I'm going anywhere soon, but it would have been nice when I was in my 20s or 30s, you know, that, to see what I see coming now and to see Gaffney putting that kind of money up. Uh, you know, that's exciting. I mean, that's that's worth getting your, your, your pulse up for, and it's worth uh, putting the extra energy and effort for preparation to get ready for the weekend. Uh, it's 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 just definitely I see a big change coming in the sport, especially with the podcast I've heard that the uh, subscription stuff that people can watch it live. You know that helps pay the purse, and I think the purses are going to keep going up, and it's going to make it really good for the up and coming drivers. That's that's awesome. And um, going off of that real quick, do you think that the dirt racing is kind of at the point of say like NASCAR was maybe in like the seventies when all of a sudden the popularity started showing up and the money started rolling in. Do you think that uh, dirt late model racing is kind of taking that turn right now? You know, it's funny. Yes, absolutely. It was, it was probably uh, uh, 15 or 20 years ago. I, I've said a number of things to people about that, you know, everything makes a full circle in life and that NASCAR started on dirt. I said, don't be surprised if it ends up on dirt. And, you know, there'd be nothing more exciting than to have all those guys have to race against us every weekend and and even have maybe a challenge series between them. You know, so, yeah, I, uh, I think that 
It's actually, I've not had much interest in turning in on any of their races. I haven't watched one of them this year, uh, but I want to watch this weekend. You know, so right. that's saying something <laughs> in itself. Exactly. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Here, here's here's what I think a lot of the difference is as far as from dirt to asphalt. I've done both from the Hooters Pro Cup Series back in the day with Troy Beard and those guys, and with Jason Sarvis from over y'all's way of oh, yeah. driving for him, and uh, and um, and Clayton Rogers, and those guys. You know, um, here's the here's here's what I see as far as now being involved with with the dirt side from the go karts now with the, with the super stuff, driver availability. Um, you know, you can, the fans can walk through the pits, they can go up to the drivers, they can look at their cars, they can shake their hands, you know, being around Scott as much as I had now at the racetracks, I've never seen him turn a fan down to sign something, take a picture. You know, I've been to Darlington, I've been to, to Charlotte, Bristol for the cup races. You can't get close to the drivers as a fan. Now, I had a little more access because I knew some of the people. But you look at these kids wanting to see, just say Kyle Bush. You know, they don't take up the time with them. What I've seen the dirt drivers do, you know, from, from Chris Ferguson, you know, he does the same thing as Scott. They make themselves um, accessible to the fans, and that's what the fans want. They want, to, they want to have that relationship with their favorite driver at a dirt track be it on a Saturday night race for, or, you know, on the touring series level. And that's where I think the two, the two from asphalt to dirt differ. Yeah, I completely 100%. agree. Yeah, completely. And, and even my, my little boy is five years old, and we get taken to the dirt track. He loves it. And, it, I mean, you know, to me, that, that gets the younger generation into, uh, into racing in general, period. But, you know, I ask him where he wants to go to race, and uh, he's wanting to go to Cherokee this weekend. So, you know, it's yeah. just simple things like that that grab their attention. And for, for somebody like Scott to come up and take him and shake his hand or give him a high five, I mean, that goes a long way uh, for, for little kids. Yeah. And um, like you say, that's 100% agree. I agree with that, and we've talked about that. And, you know, just like this past weekend, you know, it was kind of funny, and we we honest here, um, at Bristol, we you had to have a certain wristband to be able to go into where Kyle Bush and – Chase Elliott and them were, um, they they kind of separated themselves away from everybody else. And I'm like, they're no different than nobody. And I just, you know, wow. I don't want that to end up coming into the dirt world and, and, and ruin it, essentially. I hope that doesn't happen. I can tell you something here. This, uh, is, uh, I, I heard from a lot of people this weekend in Bristol that, you know, that's just not willing to, to sign autographs and not – you know, which, uh, you know, it, it, just, it just takes, you know, first impression is you get one chance for that. And a right. uh, good example, I can just give a short one is I've got a, I've got a guy that's become a customer and he's a young man and his name is Manny Falcon. And he, when he was five years old, he came to, his dad brought him to a race and he went by and asked another top driver for an autograph and he didn't have time for him. And I had my car on my lift gate and I, it was halfway up the ramp to, to go into the top. And when he come up and he was, I saw a long face and, uh, and he just, he was wanting a picture with me by my race car. And I told my guys to lower the lift gate. And 
and they brought the car back down and took a photo with him. And he's got that photo still today and shows people. And he said that, you know, he's actually got one of my cars now, you know, because he'll never forget it. And, you know, that first impression or just, just that, that one person that you deny, uh, you know, he, he could come back and be my biggest sponsor one day. You never know, but I know he's he's got one of my cars, and 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 I really enjoy his friendship. And he's old enough now that uh, that we have a good time as adults. Yeah. Well, let's just like I was just saying. You know, uh, I when I'm at the racetrack, I normally try to help Scott with the tires, about they're holding the tire while he's buffing or or whatever. And fans will come up in between the trailers. And we, the, you, the horns are blowing, five minute horn, ten minute horn, and Scott signing autographs. And I'll look at I'll look at the fan and say, can, "Can you just give us a few minutes? We got to finish this, and we don't have it three tires." And right. I me, like pushing I like pushing that call enough. It don't bother yeah. me much. Or, or, or gotta look at <laughs> gotta look at me and say, "Well, that was rude." <laughs> I'm like, hell, man, we got to get on the racetrack. Yeah, we got to go. Now. Everyone's yelling, we got to go. We got to go. I'm like, we got three I'm minutes. Si- relax. Yeah, I'm signing <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Scott said, I've been but on this track before. I don't need it. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I was going to. I mean, he doesn't turn people down, and most of the dirt drivers now don't turn their fans down. They know what got them where they are, you know, as far as pop- popularity. Not as far as on the racetrack. That, that's done at the race shop. But the popularity is at the racetrack with the performance on the racetrack as well as off the racetrack with your fans. Absolutely. I think the dirt, racers, the dirt racers provide that to their fans. Well, you're exactly right, and, and I think that's where it's going. I mean, it's no fun. I know, Scott, you probably wouldn't enjoy it if you was out there racing when there wasn't a single soul in the stands to watch you. That wouldn't be fun. And like you said, I mean, a lot of people's turned away from the NASCAR world because it's not fun, and you, you can't you can't personalize yourself with a driver anymore, really. Um, and it's I think they're digging their own hole, but uh, long and short of it, yeah. I, I, I love the way it's going. I hope that never changes. I hope the personable aspect never changes with the dirt world because that's where it's i think that's where it's at and it's we all see it well yeah i hope you know there's there's you know timing is is a lot of it and and you know there there have been times where someone might have come up to me when i had one minute left and and i just tell them to please come back after the race i've got to go be glad to stay here all night you know just come on back and uh and that it's uh again that is what makes our sport special i think and i and i hope all the other drivers treat all the fans that way that that drive on dirt and and that needs to be something that uh, everyone prides themselves on you know again it's hard to ever make a second first impression that's right yeah that's right well awesome man well i can't wait to get to cherokee this weekend watch scott get out there and uh hopefully take home all that big money that's going to be a fun race and put that wings etc team zero car in in victory lane yeah i'll tell you what that, the wings etc and gaffney that's going to be exciting uh i plan on coming over there quite often and and hanging out and i hope you know all the race fans that you know support Mackie and, and heidi on this venture um i've never i'd never eaten one before and he took me to the one in Spartanburg, and uh, awesome 
food, uh, you know, and just, and he's going to cater to the race fan and, and the racer. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I think it'll be a, a really good environment. We'll be sure he's got some of our stuff in there. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. We want to be able to, to show the pay-per-views at the store of the dirt, dirt racing via, you know, if it's wing stuff or late models, we want to, we want to be able to provide that to the fans. On a, on a weekly basis, but also we can't forget, you know, on the car this weekend, it's not only Gaffney, but Bowling Springs location, as uh, Scott mentioned, is a, a partner friend of mine, uh, Scott McFalls. You know, he was also very uh, inspirational in, in putting this deal together along with me to be able to get on the car for uh, this weekend and, and some other races to come to be announced later on. Perfect. Perfect. And, and uh, I'm just saying, I, I think I already told you this, Mackie, in a message one time, but I'm just saying, you know, our podcast, Chicken Bone Alley and Wings, etc., that just kind of goes hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it does. Chicken Bone Alley. Hey, and believe no, it or not, you, is that where all you get throw all the bones out back, Mackie? Believe it or not, I was telling, when I told Scott about this podcast, I said, man, like they told me, it kind of goes together. I said, we, we can be selling chicken wings, and this is Chicken Bone Alley. He said, well, hell, then if we're doing that, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, guys. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you all what. We can't wait to get up to Cherokee this weekend and uh, hang out, and uh, we will definitely be stopping by the trailer over there to come say hey. Yep. Yep, sounds good. Yeah, don't forget to go by and see Gary at the uh, the Team Zero Bloomquist uh, trailer. Uh, merchandise trailer. They can have all the, the wings and t-shirts along with all the other Team Zero and Bloomquist stuff that, that, that Arizona Sports Tees has to offer. Yeah, you know, they at Bristol, I know there was a lot of fans there that they ended up selling out of so much stuff that uh, he said he sent this reprinting this week. That, you know, just their, their madhouse up there. So he's, he's trying to get everything reprinted and, uh, and bring it all, you know, just and we've got our new Obviously, uh, Wings, it's for sure going to be there this weekend. So, uh, everybody come by and check it out. Perfect. Perfect. We'll definitely be by there to pick us up one. So, uh, thank you all so much for coming on here and dealing with us through the uh, the technical difficulties we had at the first of it. We can't thank you all enough. Yeah. All right. Well, Cheers. well, we appreciate it, guys. I look forward to seeing you all this weekend. And uh, what you might have to come down to Victory Lane with us. We will be there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much scott thanks guys we'll see you boy how about that how about scott bloomquist here on chicken bone alley 57 episodes ago i'd have never thought that would happen no i definitely didn't either and uh man all i can say is thank thank them so much for, for taking the time to come on with us and, and hang out some and um it, it it was it's really cool to be able to talk to him and 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 you know a lot of people are intimidated by scott and and stuff even seeing him at the racetrack and talking but he's a really really good down-to-earth dude and um you know he he's he like he's just part of the show he's he's a part-time co-host too i believe Yeah, we'll, we'll make him one that'll be fine mm-hmm. <laughs> oh that was so cool i'm so so grateful to them guys and uh what y'all don't know is we had some uh Technical difficulties trying to get him on there, but yeah, Whew, fun. Boy, they hung out with us for a lot longer than what we originally expected. So thank them so much, Scott, Mackie, 
uh thank them thank both of y'all so much again um so anyway at following what scott had to say there it it was bristol it was um i guess it was somewhat of i'll go back in some other classes that we were able to watch and see out there but we we mostly watched the super late miles while we were there because it just i don't know it kind of felt like that uh there was modifieds there we watched watched the modifieds got to walk around um do all kind of stuff we were hoping to watch some more on thursday unfortunately like i said rain come in we couldn't watch anything um other than you know far as like the super late model races it was bristol it 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 reminded me even though you know there was dirt on it it was still bristol there was guys wrecking for no reason out there well man i'm tell you what that, like scott said that place is fast and stuff happens happens really quick um kind of like you said you mean you running so fast around there i mean things happen the way they are you don't really know I don't know, man. It's like one second you looking, he's you got one guy over here and one that's running fine and whatever, and then before you know it, he's flipping and <laughs> coming out of four. Well, like, that's what I was fixing to say. You were, you were, uh, we were standing there in the infield and uh, kind of watching practice and stuff, and um, actually over there hanging out with Gr Smith and them, and uh, we're kind of looking one way and. Uh, you're looking one way, and all of a sudden I look up, and there's a car flipping about four times right out of four right in front of us. Yeah, I mean, you you cannot watch all that from inside. <laughs> no, I mean. From it, in the infield. It, <laughs> it's just going on everywhere. And, um, But, you know, luckily he was okay, and there was quite a few other bad bad wrecks uh, while we were there that um, we saw everybody walk away from. So that was good. Um, but, you know, the, the – they did an awesome job on the track, from what I could see. They really did. There's a lot of yeah. work on it, but they, they made it work. Yeah. They kept working it. Um, they didn't let it, it – Friday, they didn't let it slick off that much. They they, they kind of kept it where they could work on it, where it didn't get too far gone or whatever, I guess. But start with, when they first got out there, uh, three and four, well, it, was, it was tearing up pretty good. and There was getting some pretty big ruts in it. And I guess he – that particular guy, I don't recall his name, but um, he – I guess he got in one of those ruts and it just threw him up out of there. Whew. They had um they had mounds set up or built up on the, the on the dirtles the dirtles yeah, um so <clears throat> they they didn't run on the apron because naturally the apron was a little bit faster earlier, which is week. surprising to me. I don't understand yeah, that. I don't either. But um so they put them down and you know made a move up and the supers you could, you could tell they they could keep momentum up a lot better around the top and. Uh, they could pretty much run wherever. Um, but like you say, the, the the facility just being there, being inside, is so huge. It looks so much bigger than a half mile racetrack, for sure. Um, and they are flying around there. Fifteen, sixteen second laps is insane. Yeah, it, and I hate to say it, um, but we were watching the supers obviously and then all of a sudden there's a uh i can't remember if it was 602 or 604 um there was a crate late model class came out there and man crate late models are not slow by any means they are not 
But I guess that track is so big. Compared to the Supers, it looked like they were barely moving around there. I'm telling you, them Supers were flying. Flying. And, you know, <clears throat> there was a lot of, well, I don't know, pretty much wide open about the whole time, I assume. And, oh, yeah. Um, there was a lot of there was a lot of engine failures throughout the week that we saw and talked talking with Earl Ramey. He had a lot of work to do, um, but I think in the first the first set of hot laps there was a motor blow in in the in the supers and every Ooh. every single um, group of of uh, supers that went out there was a there was a car that blew. So um, and there was one of them that blew like I ain't ever seen one blow before. Yeah, he, he looked like old Choo Choo Train, but he was. Dude, it was looked bad. Like one, looked like the one at Dollywood going through the mountains, where all of a sudden yeah. the smoke just goes rolling. You can't even see through it. I was like, what happened there? It was like it was in one spot too, right in turn three. Yep. Just boom. Yeah, that thing blew. So, um, I don't know. I, you know, that's one thing we didn't talk with Scott about. But you know, I'm sure you had to have a pretty good piece and to be able to hold up for that many hanging for that much hanging RPM and. Um, I'm sure that's a lot of wear and tear on the motor for sure for that for that race and or for that weekend. Um, but man, I tell you what, they put on a great show. They did. I I, I think I think they put on a better show than a lot of people kind of thought they would. Um, I know they did a lot better than I thought, but um, you could pass. You could. Yeah. I mean. It looked really good. It really did, especially later in the later Friday and even Saturday. The track looked great, and um, and and you know talking about Scott, he from what we could see, that car was hooked up. It did. I mean, he looked like he was on a rail. He could turn around the bottom, honestly, better than anybody I, I saw. And he said there he need to thought his motor combination they had that week wasn't exactly right for it, but the car, as far as car wise. Man, that thing was on a reel. Yeah, absolutely. So, I know they learned a little bit, and uh, be ready for to go back there in a few weeks for the for the World of Outlaw uh, race that's going to be there. And another thing that you know that that we noticed while we were there, there was a lot of tire game, um, especially on the right front. And um, I don't know if that really, I don't know. I, I know when we saw. Chris win Friday night, which was awesome, by the way. Um, his right front was – the inside of his right front was shredded looking. Yeah. Um, I know that's a lot of pressure probably on that right front. Yeah, and that's so different than um, most of the tracks that they run. And I guess that's why it's different. I mean, uh, most most of the tracks don't have that type of banking in it. And they drive, obviously, off the right rear most of the time. Um, it's always been a right rear game, you know. And – uh. All of a sudden, when you put that much... I think another thing is downforce. Them cars, the way they're made, they put those cars in the wind tunnel. I mean, um, you know, people might say, oh, they're old dirt car or whatever. No, they, they, there's a lot more engineering in aerodynamics than than a lot of people think. But they've made it so they're still able to drive behind somebody and pass somebody. So, But they've made the most front downforce that they can make and... Sometimes I think, like on a track like that, you're probably putting a lot of pressure on that right front. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, the downforce was insane. I'm sure running as fast as they were, and you saw most of them guys. Their their rear wing was laid back. Well, I will. I will. 
give a little shout out to Kevin Rumley on that. Um, because when we first got there, first seen late models coming in, most wings wouldn't laid back like that. And all of a sudden, Larson comes rolling up there. And that son of a gun looks like just an extension of the decking on it because it was laid down so much. Yeah, it it was way (laughs) back there. Um, And all of a sudden after that, after everybody saw that and saw how fast he was running, you're looking, everybody's spoiler is laid back like that. Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell the big difference. Um, But going back to old Chris Ferguson, our buddy, um, man, hats off to those guys and Team Zero Race Cars for that. Um, They were fast off the get-go. Um, you know, talking to him, he, he first time out there, first time he's been at the track, first time he's been on it, period. And to come out fast out the gate like he did was awesome. And uh, setting fast time in his group and uh, winning a heat. <laughs> Starting pole. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, he just it was it was definitely his day, and um, they made a really good call. Uh, on the on their setup and on the tires for for the feature, um, twenty five laps. I, I think it was perfect. Yeah, it really um, was. Yeah, so uh, really cool to be able to see that and um, and and hang out with him in Victor Lane a little bit there and, and get a little interview afterwards. Uh, really, really stand up guy and uh, they got a they, they they got a really good group there um, that he 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 kind of surrounds himself with and um, he's a uh, he believes in 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 faith and, and and the Lord, and that takes you a long way too. I believe, and um, he's all for it, which is great. I love seeing that too. So, um, hopefully, he can continue his success. And um, he he about did on Saturday too, there, man. He uh he kind of started off today the same way. He really did. Um, he fa- again fast in his group, won his heat race, starting on pole. Yep. He looked like a carbon copy, and um, he he admittedly said they they made the wrong call on the setup for the long run, and um, I had a I had to worry about that because it was such a it was a toss up. It was like, all right, is this track gonna do this or is it gonna do this? Well, you know, and I really think, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but this is my thought. Um, the the night before they reworked track right before right before the feature, right, and they didn't right before the feature on right. Saturday night. So the track had already blackened up a little bit, and it, it, it looked like it had already slicked off some. So had they reworked the track right before that feature, it may have made a big difference. And maybe they were planning on that. Who knows? I don't know what they let them know and didn't. I don't know. But um, that could have played a part in it. But he was uh, – everybody knew he was there still. I think he finished sixth or something. Um, so he was there for sure, but uh, – there towards the middle of the race, I thought our buddy old Scott Bloomquist was had had the car to beat for Dude. sure. He was strong. He was right. rolling, especially when um when him when Larson and him passed past Chris, um all of a sudden Scott started reeling Larson in in that kind of middle section of the race, I guess you'll say. Um, man, I and there was a couple, and it happened a couple different times. He was up under. Kyle Larson to take the lead and the caution came out. Yeah, that kept happening. I was like, dang, come on, let this thing roll here a little bit. And I really, I really do think I now I don't know if anybody had anything to hold off Jonathan Davenport because he was just 
in oh, a league of his own. There. Last half of the race, he yeah. was ridiculous. Um, but I think if Scott could have got around Larson, he might have been able to hold that spot. I think. I don't know. He, he, I think he fell off a little bit there at the end, too. Um, but, hey, uh, you can't complain with the top three. <laughs> not no, in a race fin- like that. No, definitely not. Finishing fourth on um, on Friday and, and uh, a podium finish third on uh, Saturday is is nothing to ho- uh, ho- hold your head down about. But um, like you said, the car is really good. Um, they get a couple things worked out with the with the horsepower there, and then uh, he'll be ready for he'll be ready to take home. I think take home the win here in a few weeks there. But uh, um, all in all, Bristol in a nutshell. One thing, if you ever go to Bristol to a especially a dirt race like this where you can get around, take you something with a motor and some wheels and tires. I don't care if it's a cooler with. With with a motor on it, I don't care. Something, dang. And Michael don't Bob, take nothing Ma- battery power because no, it ain't gonna last. It ain't gonna last. Michael Boggs, the photographer Michael Boggs, who has some of the best photos on the internet. Period of race cars. Um, he put on. He, he, I saw him send out on Facebook the other day. If you plan on going to Bristol, you better take the most comfortable pair of walking shoes you have. I promise you. Oh, man. A lot of my walking. Leg, my legs are still hurting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we ended up going around that 10 miles while we were there just on uh, just Friday. Just Friday. So, yeah, a lot of walking, definitely a lot of walking to do. But um, like we said, our, our buddies SRI, um, they were there. Um, had three trailers set up out there with a pile of parts um and selling parts left and right every time i went went by there they were selling parts yeah it was um it was crazy because there was parts going out there they said on tuesday night when they when the racing got done at one o'clock they stayed open at the parts trailer just it's still selling parts they were selling parts after 1 30 is what randy keen was telling us and um that's absolutely crazy but Everybody said, if you needed a part, you walk in there and grab it. It ain't ask them if they got it. No, it's there. Yeah, they were they got it. They were restocking the whole week. They were there too. I mean, yeah, they knew what them boys needed. Absolutely, you cannot you you can't ask for better service. Um, to have everything in the world and that, that you need and have it right there at the racetrack, go get it. Um, there was a lot of people that needed some uh. Stock car steel sheet metal because they, they, <laughs> they were tearing up too. They were tearing up stuff left and right. I seen doors. I seen just sheet metal. I seen you know aluminum over there. I seen plastic panels. All that you needed because some of them cars they demolished in a heat race or something on Tuesday. They worked to put it back together at the track to race it again on Friday or Saturday, and um. Uh, they got every part that they needed from from Stock Car Steel and SRI Performance over there. They even had a Draco Spring trailer out there with every. I, it, it, it was just filled with purple springs everywhere. 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 Like Easter time. They did. They did. <laughs> yeah, that was really neat. So, uh, absolutely cool to have them there. Um, and, and, uh, and old Randy King there was able to hang out with us and, uh, and uh, help us out a little bit, getting some uh, getting some good passes to get in there. Definitely so. So we 
appreciate those guys. Another cool thing they did while uh, on Saturday, uh, Greg Fernelli came in town, hanging out at Bristol, talking to everybody. They gave away an Earl Ramey Racing crate engine, and um, I did not, I didn't, I didn't see who won it, but um, I remember hearing somebody off the West Coast, but they were at the track and won it. So uh, they going home with Earl Ramey Racing engine. Ain't gonna get much better than that. Promise you. So, so it's cool to see all our people come together. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll even give our buddy uh, Andrew Garris a little shout out over there with Profab headers. They have they have one of the coolest looking setups at the track. Oh, it's sweet. Yeah. They got a nice setup over there. He's a buddy of ours, and I would like to hang out with him. He's a cool dude. Absolutely. And I told best. him he was spoiled the other day though because. He sends a picture from the track, but he's up in one of the sweet boxes. Yeah, he he was definitely watching from a, a climate controlled. I'm like, what, dust free what, area. What is, what is this? No, you need to be down here freezing and getting dirty with us. <laughs> yeah, but he definitely they, they they have by far got the best headers in the business. Definitely, they uh got a match perfect with Earl Ramey Racing Engine crate motors, but they got a, any header you need for any 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 anything any application. Except for a Mustang with a small block in it, small block Chevrolet in it. <laughs> I asked him about it. He said, I ain't have that. ain't <laughs> <laughs> <You> got that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was really cool. So, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, going back, kind of what we said a little bit, and I want to touch on it, touch on it in a minute before we go any further. But um, when we got there on Friday, they they got all these parking places or parking lots at Bristol. Naturally, there's plenty of them. So we pull up over there in the parking lot over there in um, one and two, I think, on that side, or far side. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because they got a, there's a bridge, a yellow bridge, I think it was, the what they call bridge. it, um, that you can park down at that end and you can walk straight into where all the pits were. Well, we parked, paid our money, parked, and went to walk down there, and they got the bridge closed. So, so literally, we would have to walk, like, completely all the way back out to the road, all the way around to come back in the racetrack. Well, we decided to pack up and move around to uh, the front stretch side and park up, uh, try to park up on the hill up in there. We found a spot, luckily, uh, kind of up in the camping area. Yeah. Up there. Uh, good little. Row H. Yep, Row G. Row G. If G was full, go to H. G is full, go to H. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we found our way there, and um, it looked out for us. That was pretty good. Pretty good parking. It was a good little walk. But um, anyway, we <clears throat> we get down there, and they got. I mean, I think there ended up being eight hundred and twenty-three entries that was there. Pile them. Which I mean, from all these classes, I mean, it's unbelievable. The cars, never seen this many cars period at a dirt race by far no um so they got i mean they have got cars parked everywhere they got late models parked in with sport mods and street stocks and well, one thing about parking i want to say real fast this was the best thing i seen all weekend we go walking and in this one section there was a pile of uh typical pickup trucks pulling uh tag or maybe gooseneck trailers or something like that fifth wheel trailer whatever they were um you could tell most of them had either modifieds or like the street stocks or something like that in it most of the time 
right in the middle of all those was this huge, ginormous, nice, nice, nice stacker. Now, look at the I said, um, that'd be me right there with a the street stock if I had any money, you know. <laughs> Picking around. Well, we keep walking. All of a sudden, we walk around the end. Guess what is part at this stacker? <laughs> a street a stock. A street stock. <laughs> Yeah, it was perfect. I think they were just parking it there, but it, I don't it care. Fit I'd have done it too. <laughs> it fit perfect. It was cool. It sure was. But but yeah, man, there were so many different. There were so many different cars. I mean, they, they didn't they didn't have just a super late model area and a street stock area. They had them everywhere. Um, but what I'm getting at is the thing that I didn't like, and we spoke about a little bit earlier. Um, you know, as we were walking around, we were trying to find Chris Ferguson's trailer and we found him in different ones and all that well over kind of this uh, excluded from everything there was a a small teeny area that they could park yeah and there was a police car sitting there there was one way in one way out and there was i don't know maybe five or six trailers in there something like that yeah somewhere around there well in those five or six trailers were Kyle Bush's car, Chase Elliott's car, Kyle Larson's car. That was three of the few other ones that were there. But anyway, um, you had to have a VIP wristband in order to get even get into that parking lot. Yep. This kind of goes back, and, and we could kind of stretch on it just a touch, but kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier with Scott and him. It that is going to kill the sport if they do that. that if they I, separate themselves, that's that ain't gonna work. Uh, yeah, completely. Um, I did not like to see that. Um, and I'm gonna extend on that one little bit. I will say I walked up to Kyle Larson while he was out in the um on the grid. In there, I would say, just guessing. Kevin Rumley and Kyle Larson did not ask to be put in there. I'd be willing to say that because at every other dirt track, they haven't been anywhere special. They've been right, right there in the middle of everywhere yeah, else. Yeah, Portsmouth State was right there, right there beside McCready and all. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing special. And, you know, we were standing right there in Portsmouth, and, you know, there was, there was good Lord, there was 100 people probably standing in front of his car. Yeah. And Kyle walks out, he signs autographs, takes pictures for probably 30 minutes. Yep. And then – and then the crowd was gone. And nobody really cared anymore. Okay, it's it's Kyle Larson, whatever. He was walking up and down through the pits with everybody, and nobody would bother him. But I guess, and I don't know who, and I don't know why, but somebody well, asked for that. I ain't, I ain't saying, I mean, I ain't guessing. I'm not speculating or anything like that. But, and I sent this to you on Facebook. I don't know if you saw it or not. Um but the gentleman that runs Speedway Car Cams, who had some excellent footage and awesome videos from this past weekend on... Dude, he, he said he had over 60 hours of footage from this past week. It's unreal. Unreal. And um, anyway, his son... So he, him and his sons, and I don't... I, there was a few boys out there with him. They worked their butts off all week. When cars yeah. go out, they have they jump up there and put cameras in certain cars. When they come in, they had to remember which one they was on to pull them back off. Um, yep. 
Next set of cars go out, they had car cameras already on them, swapping them out constantly. Well, anyway, and they had even put one on Kyle Busch's car. At the end of the night, after, well, I say the end of the night, it was after the last super late model race, his son went over there and stood by Kyle Busch's car, just wanting him fist bump something, tell him good race or something, just, you know. He said Kyle Busch turned his back the whole time, would not talk to anybody. As soon as he was done talking with his crew, walked up or got on the golf cart and rode out the tunnel. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> and um, you know, even even seeing seeing them pull the cars in and out of the in and out of the racetrack, um Chase drove his car in and out of there. Uh I didn't see Kyle, but I'm sure Kyle, Kyle drove Larson his car did. in and, I saw yeah. him. Um, just like everybody else would do, but <laughs> Kyle Bush sure didn't. He um he he had somebody else driving in and out for him and I don't know, man. I just yeah, he's good and yeah, whatever and it's 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 good for the sport to have him there, but if he's gonna do that kind of stuff, it's not good for the sport. No. And I don't want that. I don't want that I don't want somebody like that to come in here and ruin what dirt racing has become and you know, like Scott said, having a a, a, a good personable relationship with the fans and, and allowing them to come in and signing stuff for them and making them feel at home and whatever that grows the sport tremendously and it also gets this younger generation into racing and want them to be a part of racing it in, in, in the future so they if they continue to allow them to to come over and run or whatever they uh they sure don't need to allow that no i don't i mean I don't understand the point in making anything special for everybody else. I mean, for them. You know, this is where we got parking at. If y'all want to come, here, park there. I mean, that's, that's right. the way I see it. That's the way it's always been. And I don't know. It's just the way I feel like it should be, I guess. Yeah, definitely should. And, uh, you know, I, I like seeing the, the, the cup drivers and all come in and, and, and take their turn at trying to uh, master dirt racing. Yeah. Um, that's cool. And I like that. And, and you know, it, it shows how they ran, shows you just how tough it is to run with these guys. And, and you know, I think Kyle Larson, we've said it before, he's a freak of nature <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he's, 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 he can wheel pretty much about anything. And um, not saying they can't, but Kyle definitely, you know, he seems to carry himself a little better. I know he's he's a little more distant. He's not outgoing and – you know, you walk up to him, he's not going to run away from you. He's not going to turn from you. He'll he'll take pictures with you and whatever. But, um, you know, you can tell he's 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 a little more distant, I guess, than everybody else. But um, not like Kyle Busch. Not like Kyle Busch was. I saw it many times. You know, he came in after hot laps and sat in the car. would never get out. Yeah. Uh, until qualifying. So just stuff like that. It just, it just ain't cool, man. I just, we don't need that like that. No. Nope, that's not what we're about. If you want to be like that in NASCAR, I mean, I know we talk about NASCAR too on here, but but we're at more dirt tracks, obviously, than we are NASCAR tracks because NASCAR won't let us in the infield right now at all. No. <laughs> dirt dirt tracks welcome us in. Um, so if you want to be like that, go sit in your holler or your motorhome or whatever you want to go sit in at the NASCAR track and leave dirt to the guys that that want to live the dirt racing life i mean uh yep 
I'll even give Chase Elliott. Now nah, we'll say he um we kind of walked that way where his car was in the infield when it was when it was there because way there wasn't no trailers parked in the infield if somebody if y'all didn't watch or hadn't seen anything around there was no trailers parked in the infield of of Bristol. Um, they used the entire infield for staging, and uh, they would only let the cars in and out at certain times. Well, where Chase had his car at, um. We walked over there, and he was, I ain't going to say he was really hiding from everybody, but he was sitting on the pit road wall, um, kind of at the back of his car, kind of between that and their side-by-side, so he didn't really just jump out there and watch car. But I will say I saw quite a few people uh, walk down pit road and said hey to him and took pictures with him, and he stood right there and signed stuff and took pictures with him. So he... he I ain't trying to just diss and dog on Kyle Bush, but he kind of seems the odd one out. He was kind of the only guy who just didn't seem to care to do any of that. Yeah, it definitely was. So uh, hopefully, I don't know, hopefully that can change a little bit. And uh, If he wants to stick around and do some more, then hopefully he'll kind of be more personable. And I said it the other week. I think if he changes his attitude a little bit and, and acts like he enjoys himself a little more and stuff, I think stuff will start happening better for him. Um, that be a, that be a good step, I think, in the right direction. But sure enough, would. But anyway, enough of that. Um, loved it. Glad we were able to go. Uh, you know, hope they continue to do it every year. I think they learned a lot. Um, the weather kind of screwed them up a good bit while they were there. Well, when you're there for a week, you kind of got to yes, expect something right. to happen. Yeah, it's hard to do. You know, and you can't please everybody when you got that many classes there. No, no, you either. can't. You really can't. And, you know, I, we talked about it. I kind of would like to see – I would kind of like to see them separate and not have so many classes at one time to where they can allow more cars, you know, right. and have it – fortunately have it to where hopefully a, a sanctioned series, Lucas or World of Outlaws or whatever, is not running to where they can have more cars show up for our Supers. I think there was 53 Supers on Friday night. Some of them left to go to the Lucas race. Um, but, <clears throat> you know – if if you could separate it and maybe have two classes there at a time and run for two days or three days or whatever and then rotate or whatever, um, you know it, it would make it well it would make logistics easier. Yep. For for them especially and you know it it would allow things to happen a little better. But um, it was really good. It, it really was, and they did a fantastic job in getting everything they did done. Unbelievable the amount of cars. Like I said. For them to make it work out, they did an exceptional job. For sure. And I want to, real fast, give a shout-out to our buddy, Kyle Strickler. Yes, sir. <laughs> he is the man. I texted him uh, yesterday, Sunday. I texted him. Let me tell you what he did first. He decided, um, he come there earlier in the week, run the Modified. And I don't know, I can't even remember. Did, did the modified features get moved back because of the rain? I can't even remember what the schedule was at this point. I don't know. It changed a lot. I'm not real sure, to be honest with you. Well, regardless, Kyle won his feature early in the week, which locked him into the 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 big feature at the end of the week, starting on pole, actually. And, well, I saw him. On Friday morning, well, I say Friday morning, about midday Friday, saw him riding on a golf cart and I yelled at him. 
waved to him. He waved at me and yelled something back at me. And um, I didn't think nothing about it. Well, we got talking to our buddy Randy Keene. He's like, Kyle, Kyle's supposed to be going to uh, uh, Brownstown to go run the Lucas race because his, you know, the PCC guys, they kind of committed to that race, um, even though they're not running Lucas schedule anymore, but they had committed to that race because that was like a home track for them. Well, so come to find out what Kyle did was he left Bristol. I don't know if he left Friday afternoon or Saturday morning, whatever he did. Went to Brownstown. Well, they got to running out there, and the track got so bad after three late models flipped by themselves just from hitting roots in the track, they decided to cancel the race. So the PCC guys put Strickler on a private airplane, sent him back over to Bristol. He gets there with probably an hour or so to spare on Saturday, jumps in his modified, starts on the pole, and kills him. I mean, absolutely kills him. Kills him. And then... I take like I will say in that first note. I texted him on Sunday morning and said, "Hey man, I said, are you tired yet? LOL, something like that, you know." I, I said, uh, "That's awesome job last night, man." He said, "Man, he said I got just a little bit of sleep." He said, "But I'm off again." He said, "We going to uh, headed to Atomic now to run again." And he ended up he was running good and blew a tire in the race. So yeah, well, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing him this weekend. Um, up here at Cherokee. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. He gonna be he gonna be firing off fast again, sure. For sure. So that was cool to see. Um, a few more guys out there. Our uh, guy we've talked to for on here. I need to get him back on the show, and I keep telling him we're going to, and just can't ever line it up. Old Daniel Sanchez, old Danny. He uh he had a good showing out there. He was running second to Strickler in the main at the first of the week, which would have locked him into the main, and. He ended up running hot. Um, had to come in with only a few laps to go, which really sucked. Um, he don't even. And, and, and I'm gonna tell you how the dirt. I'm gonna tell y'all real quick how the dirt racing family is out there. He don't run Earl Ramey racing engines. Um, but. He knows Earl. He knows all the guys from SRI. He, he's kind of he's he's tied in with SRI. He's tied in with uh Randy King. Um, so he gets to talk. Earl Earl was there. Earl did not care whose motor it had. He was there to help anybody. And that's how the racing dirt racing family especially is. I mean, it's just you know they want everybody to race. I've seen guys from the crew next door knowing you gonna be starting right beside them could outrun them, but they over there working on your car trying to get you ready to go. Exactly. Well, so Earl goes over there, diagnoses why he's running hot. He get he tells him what parts he's going to need. Earl didn't happen to have those parts by no means, but he told him exactly what he would need. He got those parts in, overnighted them to him. Um, Daniel got, got, got into LCQ, I think it was. Had to start towards the something deep in the field. Ends up making it to the main. And, uh, had a, had, I mean, th- that's the thing there. Don't get me wrong. I, anybody who made it to that main of any of these races is a 
wheelman. I mean, you are. Because there was nothing yeah. easy to make there. With the many cars they had in each of those classes, it was the best of the best in those mains. So uh, that was cool to see him. I'm not exactly sure where he finished in the main. I have to look it up. But uh, it was just it, it was cool to see a cool story from a good guy. Yeah, definitely. What else we got? Well, um, moving to uh, Atlanta a little bit. Uh, speaking of Kyle Busch, um, he left Bristol on, uh, I don't know if he left Friday night or when he left or what, but he left and uh, went to run a truck race at, uh, at Atlanta and had to hurry up with that race and shoot back to Bristol. But, you know, well. I guess it made it worth his while to go run the truck race. I guess. I mean, yeah, he won. Uh, I'm going to talk junk a little bit about the promoters at Bristol. They claimed they were trying to work in the track. I said, where the sun wasn't hitting it, it was still wet. I called BS because I watched them soak the track before the main on Friday night. Right. And they put the cars out on it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think they were waiting. And I, <laughs> they were and, waiting on Kyle Busch. He was supposed to start in that, in, that, in that first heat. And, you know, they ended up, I guess, not being able to wait no more or whatever. Yeah. Because um, he, he did not make that heat. Um. So he ended up having to go run LCQ, and and I give it to him. He was rolling. He oh, he come was. Up, yeah, he come he up was. won that heat. I mean that LCQ. So uh, he made the he made the race. Um, so that was good to see uh, for him, whatever. But but yeah, that that, that was definitely uh, obvious what they were waiting for. Oh God, yes. I mean, so obvious, so yeah. so obvious. How about the uh, real, real quick? How about uh, and this is, I know we just went to NASCAR stuff, but did you see the video of the four-wheeler flipping, getting hung up behind <laughs> yeah. the modified and flipping down the straightaway at Bristol? Yes. Fortunately, was... the rider had jumped off. I'm glad yeah, he, he did. Yeah, he was not on there. Thank the Lord. Because that thing, if it didn't flip 12 times, it didn't flip none, but that thing flipped. Flipped. It, it, I don't think it was no more good. No. No, I don't know. It might have been. It might have just nailed the handlebars. I don't know how many times because it was just like in the air, just <laughs> flipping. Yeah, it sure did. Um, that was crazy. There was some wild stuff that happened there. I, I will say that there there was yeah. things that happened. It's like you will never see another track, but it happens at Bristol. Right. Exactly. So so anyway, we we moving on from that. So Kyle Busch, yep, he went and went and uh, won the truck race down at Atlanta. And not uh, anybody surprised, really. No, not anybody surprised, but um, John Hunter was back out front there for a while again. Um, I, I'm I'm glad to see him up there. I'm glad that he finally done what we've talked about for years. Right. From a fan's perspective, now probably from a money perspective, he probably took a huge loss. Oh, yeah. But from, from a fan's perspective, I would much rather see him in a front-running truck than to watch it, never see him because you don't see it on TV running in a back marker cup car. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's that's definitely the uh I think that's definitely the best way to go and, and you know, I I'd love to be able to run up front for sure instead yeah. of you know, but um maybe he's kinda regenerate his career that way, maybe. Hopefully so. Um the boy's good for sure, ain't no doubt about that. So uh he's in the best of equipment and uh he's he's running right there with Kyle for sure. So uh, look to see him do a lot more this year. I think. I think so. I think he's gonna be. Um, I think he's gonna be right in there for the championship, as he should be. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely should be. So, uh, so anyway, so that was that. I uh, didn't really get to see much of that. But no, we ain't going to see much that, of anything other than yeah. a little bit of cup race. Yeah, I do know he he was able to take home that win and, and got back there and raced and whatever. But um, uh, let's see. Sunday, the uh, the Kyle Larson 500, or Kyle Larson 4, 490. <laughs> yeah, 490. Um, he dominated that race, but he was on a rail. He did. He did. And I'm going to tell you what. <laughs> and Jacqueline Romley put it on Twitter yesterday. She put three little sad faces. <laughs> because all weekend long, he was one spot short. Yep. <laughs> three seconds every night. Three second place finishes. Oh, I mean, but hey, if if the worst you're doing is second, yeah, that ain't too bad. It ain't too bad. Um, I don't know what happened there. At the end. It's like it's like there in Bristol because I know his, his driving ain't going away. We all know that. I'm not gonna say Blaney might have got. They might have made an adjustment on that last stop and got it a little bit better, which it might have been all they needed. But I swear, I think at Phoenix, I'm pretty sure Phoenix they got a bad set of tires last run. Um, it almost yep. looked like at Atlanta, it just didn't have quite the set of tires they needed. Yes, yeah, like that last that last segment there just it just fell off. Yeah. So, but they'll get it together. I mean, it that it happens. I mean, I, I, I say get it together. They're running dominate races and running second. I mean, woo. <laughs> yeah, they ain't got nothing to hold, uh, hang their head about. That's for sure. And no, they are all up in there, and then they that's got to feel good to know that they're there contending every week. And I think this week coming at Bristol, he's going to be uh, right there doing the same thing. Yeah, I want to look forward to that a little bit. Um, I, I do want to go back real fast. Um, the fight between Daniel Hemrick and Noah Gregson. Yeah, that's right. Forgot about forgot about it. I don't, I don't even know who won that race, but I don't either. I, don't, <laughs> I just know there was a fight between Daniel Hemrick yeah. and Noah Gregson. Yeah, and I, you know, a lot of the people probably think bad about Noah, and and you know, some some people may rightfully so think that. But I, I'll give Noah this one; he didn't start this one. No, I don't think he did. And you know, it when you watch the videos, most of the videos that's on on uh, on the internet about it, they don't they don't show what actually happened. Um, all they show is Noah backing into Daniel Hemrick's car a little bit. And, you know, lack of a better term, scaring his pit crew. Because, I mean, I'd been scared too. You know, somebody backing up on me. But um, what had actually happened was, you know, they pitting right, you know, right behind one another, right right in front and behind, whatever. Um, And Daniel Hemrick missed his pit, went up into Noah's pit. So that being the case, it made Noah miss his pit. So he yep. had to he had to kind of he was all cattywampus and had to move around and back up into his pit where he could actually make his stop, and in doing that you know I don't know if his spotter was telling him to back up back up or stop or whatever, but he 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 was rolling backwards and was putting it in gear and he like he bumped the car a little bit, I mean it wasn't enough to knock it off the jack or anything, if no, it was on the jack yet I don't even know if it was I don't even know but it was barely a bump, right, so you know that really upset Daniel Hemmert for sure. And he come and attacked him, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> he tried to. I'm going to tell you what. If Noah would have connected with that first swing, Daniel Hemrick might have been picking some teeth up off the ground. Yeah, he was. He, 
He was coming around. He quick. reared back big. He 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 went from Atlanta to the Port Wentworth over there with that. <laughs> yeah, with that rear back he had, and um, it it, it escalated quickly. I I didn't see saw uh Noah still get a few licks in on him, um, but they can't NASCAR. Fortunately, NASCAR came back and said no. Noah didn't do anything wrong. He was just trying to get in his spot, so no penalties. Well, I think that's I think that's accurate. I think that's the best way to do it. A lot of people don't agree and stuff, but um, I think that in that case, um, now when I first saw it before they I saw the whole video, I kind of thought yeah. the same thing. I thought he he would get penalized, and I thought that was good. Oh, I said when I first saw the video, I was like, oh, he'll have a week suspension probably. Right, but and you then know, I saw the whole video, and I was like, oh, he didn't do anything wrong. Right, so uh, I'm glad they made that decision. I think that was fair and 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 good. You know, good good call for sure by NASCAR to do that. So, um, but yeah, um, that was that. I didn't see, I didn't see who won. Don't know. I hate that, but um, we were we were kinda, busy. We were kind of busy, pretty much for that. So, but anyway, um, we, were, we were at a wedding and watching uh, watching uh, Bristol. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were multitasking. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh. Moving forward here a little bit, like we said, uh, Cherokee this week, um, the what's it called, the Rock Galt Memorial, yep. I think it is, or that's it, or something. Um, big money, really big money, biggest that I, as far as I know, the biggest payout that they've ever had for a super late model race, um, in the history of Cherokee. That's it. Um, they are having uh, open practice for all the teams that show up on Thursday. Um, Friday, they having all their classes, I believe, or most of the classes, and having two uh, super features, paying $5,000 to win both. Um, I don't know if that's going to, you know, you win that, and that gets you into, guarantees you into the main for Saturday. I don't know any of that. But um, I do know that if anybody's listening and wants to see a pile of super late models and a good race, make your way to Cherokee come uh, Saturday for sure. Saturday, Friday and Saturday. Um, we're gonna be there Saturday, rooting on uh, Scott and Chris and Kyle and all of our other buddies up there. Um, but uh, definitely go check it out. It's gonna be a good show. And and the Lucas Tour is off this week, so I look to see a big turnout of late models, especially for that kind of money. Yeah, definitely. Um, at least ones ain't fixing their cars from Bristol still, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, there ought to be a a good crowd there. Um, come come Saturday, well Friday and Saturday, that's gonna be that's gonna be a cool show to watch for sure. Also, obviously, we were just talking about NASCAR and Bristol Cup car uh, trucks and Cup are gonna be at Bristol. That's um. I'm looking forward to that. I I will say I'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen. 250 laps. Woo. Yeah, for Cup, it's gonna be 250 laps at Bristol. Um, it, I, I'm I'm back and forth on that because they're gonna run heat races too. Obviously, they're probably gonna work the track just like they did, um, this past week between uh heats and and B mains and 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 uh and the main. Because they're actually kind of running a a dirt format with passing points and stuff like that, 
Um, I don't know. And me and Sterling have talked about this, and I don't know yet. Uh, and I've looked, tried to look it up, tried to look it up. So if anybody, if any of y'all know, message us and let us know. Um, uh, I know they're running, um, heats and having passing points and stuff like that. Well, I. I you, you, know you got some like information? The, you like the breaking news kind of thing? What can I talk about? <laughs> As we're looking that up and talking about it, um, I just saw where uh, NASCAR put it out that there's going to be 39 cup entries on the list for this weekend at, at Bristol on Dirt. And it's confirmed now that all 39 will start. Oh, okay. So that can kind of take the uh, charter system out of play now. For this week. It's it's okay to not have a charter system on dirt. Right. But all I can say is I want to see 39 cars on that racetrack. Well, they used to have Woo. 40. I mean, they used to have 43. Well, I know, but on dirt. But uh, on asphalt. That's what I was going to say, but I was on or concrete. Um, on so dirt. On dirt, that's going to be interesting. Because 25, 26, laps. 26 late, uh, super late models is a, is a crowd on there. Yeah, especially once they start lapping cars. It's That's going to be interesting. <sighs> that's going to be something everybody needs to watch for sure. I, <laughs> Like I said, though, I, I'm split on how it's going to work. Um, if they start off with the track good and wet, then they ain't going to be able to see because they're going to throw mud up everywhere. And uh, mud on windshields don't work. No. Um, if they start out with it dry, by the end of it, that something gun's going to be blacker than it normally is. Yes. It's going to be... Uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen there. That's going to be very, very interesting how that track's going to hold up. And the cars. I don't know how the cars going to hold up either. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm waiting to see if it ha- they have a right front issue also. But they're not going to be turning the times around there like, um, I don't think. I don't think they're going to turn times around there like, uh, like super late models are. I really don't. No, I don't but, think uh, they are. I know on iRacing, they, they, they're faster. I have figured that out. I don't foresee that being at all the case. Um, <laughs> I'd be very surprised if them cars stay together in 250, 250 laps there. Yeah, the only thing I will say is I think if they start the way I think it's going to be, it's kind of just going to be a damp track probably by about lap 50 or less. That track's going to be black, slicked yes. off and black, and they're going to start putting down rubber on it. And it's gonna be, it's gonna be about like running an asphalt track. Yes. And I, I don't know if that's gonna really serve the purpose that it, that they're intending. I don't know. They, they, I guess they got it figured out somehow or another, and it'll be interesting to see how it all works out for sure. But uh, definitely, everybody tune into that as well. Uh, it's gonna be Sunday uh, during the day. I know. I don't know exactly when all everything starts, but um, definitely tune into that. And check it out and. Um, this may be the start of, of something uh, that's going to stick around a while. Um, kind of like Scott said, you know, it started on dirt. He, he predicted to go back to dirt, and uh, this is a good start of that. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's kind of going to be the same deal. Um, this is pretty wild. It's going to be wild. I think the truck race is going to be real wild. There's, there's some uh, heavy hitters in truck and cup. Um I yeah. think Stuart Friesen. I think Jessica Friesen. Uh, Mike Marler. Um, who else is in there? Kyle 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 Larson. 
Yeah, I, I know. I, well, as far as the trucks go, yeah. I mean, I, I know Martin Truex. I think's going to run. Yeah, but he's not a dirt guy. I'm just. I mean, yeah. Oh, he's you're going, saying, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm saying the the real dirt dirt folk that's going to be in there. Um, yeah. I'm trying to remember who it was. Sprint car guy. There's going to be a sprint car guy running one too. He's running a cup car, I think. Wow. Um, I can't remember. Um, it's going to be. I I could. I'm gonna tell you. I could definitely see us next week talking about Mike Marler winning his first cup race. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I'm telling you. Yeah. I think he's going to be a one to one to one that's up there because he knows what he's doing on dirt. Yeah, he definitely does. So, a lot to look forward to this week coming. Um, <clears throat> we got uh, like like we said, it's it's just ramping up. So. Um, weather's getting nice. Everybody get out. I think this weekend at Gaffin's going to be around 75 degrees, um, partly cloudy. So in the, if you're around the Gaffin area, get on up Cherokee. You won't be disappointed. For sure. Uh, if you over here around the Society Hill area, which we're actually going to swing by first, as far as we know. Um, got GNCC race going on over at Camp Coker. Our boys with BS Racing. And their quad gonna be there, so uh, it's gonna be a good show. If there. you want some, uh, get get your GNCC feel. Head over to Camp Coker here in Society Hill, South Carolina. Oh, what else we got, man? I think that's it, man. That's a humongous show, and uh, <laughs> it's gonna be hard to top it. It definitely is. Um, as always, like we say on here every week, guys, want to. Thank our buddies at SRI Performance Stock Car Steel and Aluminum Draco Springs, as always, for helping us out. Our buddy Randy Keene, who's over at SRI, y'all seen him on our live uh, over the weekend. If you hadn't looked at none of our uh, live live feeds from Bristol, go back and check them out. There was some uh, good good stuff on there. We had Gr Smith on there. We had uh, Joey Coulter on there. Um, talked to Chris Ferguson, obviously. Talked to him a couple times. Um, Brandon uh, Overton. Brandon Overton. Bobby uh, Pierce. Bobby Pierce. Yep. Um, we just walked around and pointed a microphone at people, and they come and talked to us. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We appreciate <laughs> it. We appreciate them for sure. Um, So uh, y'all go check them out. It was pretty cool to see all that. Um, But, yeah, Randy King was on there telling us, you know, about all the what was going on there with SRI, and that man is in the know, I'm going to tell you. Uh, couldn't ever get Earl Ramey to get on there with us, but we want to thank Earl Ramey as always, um, helping us out. Um, oh yeah, guys, I want to say one thing real fast. If you have not seen it yet, go check out our new website. We got us a website up and going finally. How did we forget that? I don't know. No, uh, cause we ain't, uh, it, it literally just came up. Um, www.chickenbonealleypodcast.com dot com pretty simple pretty simple it's kind of long but it's simple well once you get it one time then it'll be there and you gotta worry about yeah that's all you gotta do when you when you get in there make it a favorite or if you're doing it on your phone save it save it to your home page and all you gotta do is click on it and you can go right to chickenbonealleypodcast.com and it'll have all the new episodes every episode is on there um and all the new ones will be on there every week um go uh Go 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 go! Save our page. Check it out. We like it. We're gonna be doing a lot more on it. Uh, like I said, it is literally just getting started, so it's still in the developmental part of it. 
but it's got links on there to uh right now i know it's got a uh, sri performance dot car steel draco springs and also our buddies at forward bite speaking of forward bite y'all need to go on forward bite apparel's uh web page right now and you can go to our like i said you can go to our um website our website and get it because Coltrane got a new t-shirt out Cole Vander had a new t-shirt and guess who's on it along with all his other sponsors Chicken Moan Alley sweet Coltrane Vander it's an awesome shirt too I like it it looks good it is nice Uh, put in our order for some yesterday so we got some on the way um I do want to bring up something real quick. Um, I know it's kind of late in the podcast. Our buddy, uh, Kale. Kale Maven. Man, that's terrible luck. He, he caught a tough break over the weekend. They had a practice up at uh, Brush Creek. He went out there, and all of a sudden, the car blows the motor. And when it blew the motor, what did it do? It caught on fire. Yeah, it, 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 it killed it, man. I hate it. Great day. I hate that. They just got the car back together. I think it worked. Said they worked at one or two or three or something, four o'clock in the morning the night before trying to get it pinned up, boxed up where they could run. I do Man, have, that's terrible. I do have a little bit of news about that, though. What happened? He got him another car already. He does. Ready to go. Ready to ride. Ready to ride. That's what I'm talking about. Ain't nothing wrong with that, man. With hey. A new, with a new FZ09 motor in it. Sweet. I love it. I love it. That's great for him. I, I, well, things happen for a reason. And, you know, sometimes we can't always see what that reason's for. <laughs> sometimes we don't understand why that reason's for, but uh, I'm sure at the time he did not uh, foresee that happening. But um glad it worked out for him. He was safe and okay and able to get out of there, and, and uh, he's got him a new piece ready to go. That's it. So, uh, ready to see Kale on the track. Their seasoning's open up here real soon. Um. Yeah, all them boys up there. Also, like I said, I want to uh, y'all go check out Checkered new social media. There is a link to Checkered on our website. You can go from your phone or from a computer. It is full social media. They just brought out Checkered 2.0, all new, redesigned. Looks great. Very easy to 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 navigate, and we talk about racing on there all the time. All racing, all the time. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all you need. Uh, so y'all go get on checkered. You ain't got to hear no other BS on nothing else. You just go to checkered and talk racing. Oh, and then there is RMAC Solutions. Any of you guys in the fab industry, um, you need parts for your machines that you use for that fab work. Any anything you need, go check out RMAC Solutions. They can hook you up. Uh, they handle multiple multiple brands of machines. Um, everything you might need: leads, uh, in replacement cords, um, it, anything, spools, it, anything you might need, tables, whatever. So uh, y'all go check them out. Um, and I think that's about it. What you think? I think so, man. It was a great show. Again, um, sure to appreciate uh, Scott and Mackie coming on and hanging out with us and uh, 
and and definitely uh go check out wings etc man it's gonna be well his store's gonna be coming soon and uh there's one up in the spartanburg area bowling springs yep um so definitely go check it out um awesome place to be able to watch some uh some some good racing there and like you said having the pay-per-view stuff you don't want to if you don't want to subscribe and buy it yourself go over eat some some good food and and watch some good racing and who knows it, it, when there ain't a race on or some other race on scott bloomquist might be in there you don't never know he making might a be, chicken sandwich he might be hooking us up have the special <laughs> <laughs> but uh i know like like i said thank them so much for coming on and uh and, and we wish scott the best of luck this weekend and we'll be hanging out with him um and rooting him on man maybe we'll be in victory lane with him i hope i sure hope so and uh so anyway guys y'all be looking out because we will most likely have definitely have some lives coming out over the weekend checking out we'll have some videos coming up hopefully and um i guess uh we'll be talking to y'all next week later